the vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Hello, everybody. Welcome. You might be listening live on 1150 AM KKNW on TransformationTalkRadio.com, or you might be watching on Facebook Live. Today, we've got it on three pages. We've got it on Transformation Talk Radio's page, my professional page, and I'm going to tell you about my guest in a minute. It's on her page, too. So it's like we're we're going that that one technological step further, and I'm so grateful to Olivia at TTR who's taking care of that. Good morning, Olivia. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. And uh, good morning, Mr. Benny. Hi at there, KKNW. Yeah, and then uh, probably what the next stop will be a uh, national television uh, at, for your next visual concept. I, I'm I'm working that. I'm feeling that for you. I'm well, on that would be that would be a kick because <laughs> I think that the sorts of things that we bring forth on this show. Um, are so important. And mm-hmm. at one point, you know, I, I used to call it the new mainstream. Excuse my cats behind. <laughs> Indy's on my lap today. Uh, but I think that people are getting thirsty for a new kind of knowledge. Mm. And it's, I, I believe it's taking us beyond what we would often refer to as the new age movement. Yeah. Um, and I suspect my senses over the next year or so, it's going to be um, even greater need for it. So national television sounds great, Benny. But does that mean I have to get out of my yoga pants? Uh, you know, it's kind of amazing <laughs> on what they can do to, uh, nowadays with Zooms and TV being on uh, the remote <laughs> level. So I'm sure our producers will work with you on that one. And there's still. <laughs> I, I'm so excited about our show today. Uh, our guest today is Patricia Mona. And. I saw her in an interview and she was talking about remote viewing and it was, she was talking about it a little differently and with greater ease than I'd ever heard anybody talk about it before. And I don't know about you, but I'm fascinated by this concept of being able to tune in and actually see, visually see and hear in different locations um, and maybe even at different times. So Patricia Mona, she is an internationally known psychic medium remote viewer, and founder of Psychic Awareness Retreats. Patricia Patricia has dedicated her time and expertise to local and international law enforcement agencies and around the world to help locate missing persons, hello Indy, and bring closure to victims of homicide, kidnapping, or unexplained disappearances. Such an important gift to be able to share. Patricia has been featured on Deep Space as an expert remote viewer for Gaia TV, and has appeared on Gaia's hit show, Beyond Belief with George Nori. Um, in addition to locating missing persons, Patricia teaches psychic development, guided meditations, and meets privately with clients from around the globe. We'd like to welcome our guest today, Patricia Mona. Hi, Patricia. Thank you so much for having me. I feel honored to be here. It's so great to have you here. And 
I am absolutely fascinated by remote viewing. Um, you know, I've taken many journeys down all sorts of new age and spiritual rabbit holes, but I haven't gotten very far down the remote viewing one. Um, I've gotten my binaural beats and I've, I've talked to a few people and I've read some books, but it's something that I'm thinking must be a gift of some sort. First of all, before we get into your background a little bit more, is this something that people can actually learn? Oh, yes. Everybody has this ability. Totally. It's just like if we have 10 fingers, we can play the piano and we can play it like this or we can play it like a concert pianist. It all really depends on the level of natural abilities. I mean, that definitely has something to do with it. But it is definitely teachable because I teach it at my retreats. And I know, um, you know, on, at the very beginning on the Saturday when we start and then the Saturday when we finish, their minds are blown because they're seeing it and experience it, experiencing it for themselves. It isn't just me telling them my truth. It's them experiencing their truth. And that's the most important thing because this is a spiritual journey. It really is. And, and how connected you are to your source I'm telling you, there's not, I mean, you can see anything when, when you're connected in. What a concept. So I'm dying to find out about how you ended up here because, you know, you, most kids don't say, when I grow up, I want to be a remote viewer. You know, how, how did you end up doing this? Well, it's interesting because when I was about 10 years old, I went to a garage sale and I actually purchased a book for 10 cents called Everyone is Psychic. And I don't know why I purchased it because I was brought up born again Christian, going to church, saying my prayers, you know, on our knees at night uh, before going to bed. And I bought that book. I still have it. I carted it around with me for the last over 30 years. And um, I, when I finally picked it up and went to go read it last year, I couldn't believe it. It talks about remote viewing and, and Stargate and Russell Targ and Robert Monroe and all, all the, you know, awesome ones that started this. So yeah, it's weird. So as a kid, I guess there was sort of something there and I could feel things and see things, but I remember looking at my girlfriends in high school going, what do you mean you didn't know he was cheating on you? Like, what's wrong with you? It's so obvious to me. Uh -huh. it was so, this stuff was so obvious. And it wasn't like I was seeing, you know, disembodied voices in my head telling me this stuff. And it's not like I saw dead people walking through walls. So to me, I had no idea that my consciousness or that my reality was any different than anyone else's. And I don't think it is. I think I've just learned to tune in to and, and heighten my ability to be able to read energy because everyone, every single one of us has an energetic signature, just sure. like a prayer fingerprint. And so I've, I guess I'm attuned to be able to tune in to that energetic signature. And once I can get in there, there's nothing that I can't see, whether it's um, a live exercise where I'm looking through that person's eyes and I'm merging consciousness with someone and looking through their eyes, or if I'm doing the bird's eye view to be able to see what happened to the scenario of the person that's missing. Um, there's many different ways, or there's mediumship. If they're ready to talk on the other side, uh -huh. then they, they have a say in, in locating themselves too. But if I can't contact the person who's deceased, um, maybe they're not even deceased and that's why I'm not seeing them on the other side, right? Uh -huh. There's different methods that you can do with remote viewing. Now, when we talk about remote viewing, 
I, my remote viewing isn't your typical remote viewing because when I was taught, so I was taught at the Monroe Institute by Paul Elder. And if you ever want your mind blown, oh my God, go see Paul Elder at the Monroe Institute, by far best teacher I ever had. And, um, there is a systematic approach to be able to do remote viewing and you're supposed to describe the stuff that you see, feel, taste, hear, you know what I mean? But for me, when I tune into a target, the whole story opens up and I see everything, not just little impressions. I'll see, you know, if there's a red barn in the background over here and a blue house over here, I'll see that. And then what I have to do is I have to take what I see and plot it onto Google Earth uh, and, and then hand coordinates to law enforcement on where I believe the people will be found. But I, I see it first and then I have to spend hours usually on, um, on Google Earth to match it because if you're off just by a little bit, that's that can be a lot of space, um, sure. you know, when you're on the ground. So you got to be pretty accurate where you're dropping pins and telling them to look. So how do you proceed when you start to tune in? I mean, um, first of all, do you need to connect with a person's like clothing item or something that had their vibration or do you just tune in to find their signature first before you, you are looking for them, say? Well, for me, I, I need a picture. Pictures, and then I can tune in. I'm super visual. So when I see a picture of someone or a picture of the target, I can go right into it. I just need to be able to get the energetic signature. Now, I have done blind targets a lot where it's just a number on an envelope. Um, and uh, you've got to tune in to what's in that envelope. And I've wow. done here. I'll show you. I'll actually. I've got some of it here. How oh, cool! Um, and I can show you. So this one was from an outbounder exercise. So this is where the person was standing in Lake Eola Park, and she was staring at this. <clears throat> and we had to tune into her energetic signature and see through eyes. What is she seeing? You know, uh, where is she? So there's the picture and you see the trees and the buildings and the water fountain, right? Uh-huh. You see the trees, the buildings, the water fountain. Oh, interesting. So back see, it up, back it up just a little bit, see if the, the camera will focus a little bit better. Oh, no, a little forward. Yeah, there. Yeah. Wow. Right. So and that's looking through someone's eyes, tuning into a live energetic signature. And where that comes in handy is for perpetrators. Right. Chasing a perpetrator. Look through their yeah. eyes. What did they do? What did they see? Where are they? Where are they sleeping? Where are they located? Right. Once I can get into someone's energetic signature, I can see where they are. So, OK, so I know that you've helped with dozens of missing persons cases and, and murders and such. Do you have to know, let, let's say somebody's been murdered and their person is missing. Do you need to know who that perpetrator is in terms of like the police saying, we think this person did it? Oh, I just need a picture. I just need a picture. Picture and of the victim? Uh, picture of the victim? Of the person that I'm looking for, yeah. And then okay. I go from there. And, and that's literally all I want. Tell me where they last went missing mm -hmm. and give me a picture. From there, I'll be able to trace their energy. Um, and the least I know, the better, actually, like I purposely don't watch the news or anything in case I'm called into a local case, because sure. the more I know, the more it's like, okay, 
oh, that was a preconceived notion. And I don't, I want to go in blind with knowing absolutely nothing. So that's actually the best way for me to get involved is to know nothing, send me the picture and where they went missing from. And I'll tell you where they went from there. Okay, so can you share an example uh, without getting too graphic for our audience of um, a missing persons case that you figured out the person had been murdered and that you helped um, the authorities find their way to the, the victim and the perpetrator? Yes, I totally can. But that does kind of put a target on me um, simply because oh, okay. is that I might, they, my name doesn't get out. The closest that... Um, the closest that the RCMP uh, on a big, RCMP, oh, sorry, is the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Okay, thanks. Uh, the closest they came to admitting to, uh, to working with me on TV, because they don't talk to media. Uh, it's got to go through um, the media spokesperson. It's got to go through their legal team, all of that. Uh -huh. And I really amazing case in Lethbridge where the person is now in jail for what she did. And, um, and when I, when it broke, they said we used unconventional methods to solve. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I oh. worked guys for months on that case. Wow. So, um, but I can show you like, um, I, I'm going to have to hide the officer's information because this is live or whatnot, but right. I can show you my RCMP recommendation that um that does say that i i found a missing person uh -huh. um so i mean and that's just one i've i've worked with law enforcement how i got started was actually find me it was an organization that does use psychics and it um out of phoenix arizona kelly snyder is a retired um i believe he's fbi and dea he was working in and he created um, a law enforcement group of active, retired, um, everything is in there from linguistic specialists, handwriting specialists. We've got cadaver dogs, search, track and rescue, um, forensics. All of that is in there, including 115 psychics that have been background checked. Like it was a big deal to get in with that team. Um, and I, I worked with them for quite some time for about eight or nine years before I started getting noticed up in Canada and I like serving my soil, if that sure. makes sense. So of course it does. I take on as many cases as I can up here and, and help out where I can. But um, I can, yeah, you know what? I can talk about one that my very first one that sure. I, I had, that I did. And you don't need to show us the proof. I'm just very curious about um, well, you know, the, the sorts of cases that you've solved, helped solve. All of them, from suicide to, um, to murder, kidnapping. The only cases I refuse to take is children. And that mm -hmm. the reason why is I'm a mother of three. I was a palliative oncology nurse for 13 years before I did this. Uh, yeah why I loved doing my job is these people have lived. Let me help them die. Let me help them leave this planet in peace and, and knowing that they're going to a better place. So I loved end of life care. And it actually kind of fine tuned me for this because I know the vibration of death. I can feel it right down to, um, right down to like the hour of when someone's going to take their last breath. I can feel it. It's a signature, right? So 
for for example, mind you, I don't know if I should. Um, like I've got I've got a bunch of casework that I did on it. And you know what? I'll I I know that Find Me is was um, out there in the news about this case. So they were involved in and so anyways, this case, Adam Blanchard was my very first case that I helped to find. And he had his truck stuck in the mud and I knew it was suicide. I knew he had gone. I knew that there was a gun that he had taken. I saw which gun, where it was in the vehicle. And so from his vehicle, I just needed to know where the vehicle was. And from there, I was able to track him right down to where he had taken his life. A lot of people, a lot of the cases that I've worked on, unfortunately, is suicide. It is. Wow. Um, wow. I've done lots of cases of murder, um, but majority of the cases that I found is suicide. So, Patricia, you're, you're also a medium, right? Have you gotten any kind of feedback from those who have either been murdered or killed themselves, somebody who's passed over after you've helped bring justice or closure for the family? Well, you know what? It's interesting that you say that. And I can tell you about this one case um, because it's actually part of the George Nori interview that's coming out in May. Okay. On so this girl came into my office, never seen her before in my life, young girl. She sits down and she had come to see me about she met a guy. She was moving to Saskatchewan and she just wanted to see, you know, how everything was going to play out. Uh -huh. when she sat down. I said to her, I said, you have two men here and both of them are claiming to be your father. I said, but one is one is black and one is white. I said, and she's a white girl. Uh -huh. and she says to me, she goes, well, that's really, she goes, that's my stepdad. My stepdad was black okay. and she, he passed away a few years ago. And she says, but my father's still alive and my biological father. And that's when he came through and showed me where he was. And I said, no, I'm so sorry, but he took his life. Oh. And um, he literally showed me where he would be found, when he would be found, all of it. So I told her, I said, and she had come to see me, I think it was October of uh, 2019. And I told oh. her that in April of 2020, he's going to be found. And her jaw was on the floor because she says, you know, that's really weird. My dad is very transient personality where, you know, he'll come in for six months, be father of the year, and then take off for two years and not, I won't hear from him. And right. she goes, I haven't heard from him in a couple of years or in a few years. And she's like, so I don't know what's going on. Well, lo and behold, she gets a hold of me in April to let me know her father was missing and he, wow. he commits suicide right in North Vancouver, right where I said he would be. Um, and so that was, that to me was jaw on the floor when I see things like that, because she came to me for a reading, a normal you know, is this guy, my guy, you know, sure. and okay. She didn't come to me because her father was missing. She had no idea that he was mm -hmm. even missing. So that has to be probably the most bizarre way spirit has ever come to me and uh -huh. said, Hey, you need to help find me that kind of a thing. Cause I, she came to me for a regular reading. Wow. So that one was quite unusual. So when you're tuning in and, and, and uh, whether it's, you know, psychic reading or um, remote viewing. You talk about 
energy signatures. I'm kind of curious about what your physical responses, what your your psychological, the the energetic um, process that you go through. What does it feel like? What's your experience like? Well, you. So the first thing that I do before I even start an investigation or do a reading is I say a prayer. I hold hands with the person that if it's in person or else I'll energetically connect if it's through Zoom and then I go in and it's almost like watching their movie or taking the book off their shelf and flipping back and forth between the chapters and just letting them know what the story is all about. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I see it very visually and I feel it. It's almost like I'm reading someone's memory or something because all like if if they were sitting on a brown leather couch when they went you know when they were murdered I will see the brown leather couch I will see the numbers on the door and be able to say it's a white house with green trim Uh so I see it very very visually like if you went missing today wearing the black necklace and the blue shirt I would pick that up because your blue is so brilliant right Right. so there's And even when I'm doing a reading, we'll say if someone, or in life, if someone lies to me, that makes me go, it's almost like, you know, when you're telling a lie yourself or you're holding back your truth and you feel that in your stomach, like, right. It goes, what a person is feeling, it goes through me. So if a person is sitting in grief, it hits me right in the chest. I pay more attention to what I'm feeling than almost what they are, because I can, once I'm into their signature, I can close my eyes and do the reading, but I need to be able to see them first to be able to get in, if that makes sense. Okay. So I can do it without a photo too. It just takes longer. And it's, it's almost like looking across a football field and trying to describe something. It's not as acute when I have a photo, I can get in and see it all. So if you are tuning into people's grief, uh, people being murdered, people committing suicide. Um, how do you process that in a way or detach from it so that it doesn't affect you? Well, how do we detach when we watch what's on TV? You don't take it with you to bed, right? Yeah, true. So, same thing. It's like watching it on a mind screen or a TV. It's not my story. So I choose not to attach to it. Right. A lot of the time, I won't even remember the cases. I, I have a book <laughs> filled with casework. And uh-huh. there are some cases that it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot I worked on that case. Uh-huh. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't stick with you. It doesn't stick with me. It's funny because, um, you know, I'm, I've gotten lots of psychic hits over the years. And I've had friends say, Oh my God, such and such just happened. Do you remember when you told me that it would happen? I'm like, no, really? When? Like, I, like it's just like, it's the, there's a, a sense of neutrality when it comes through. And that's usually how I understand that it's not me creating a story around something or kind of generating it myself. Um, but rather it's like, it's just this doesn't really make sense, but may spew out of my mouth or something. Um, and that neutrality, I think is, is, to me, it's a signature for me that it's it's valid information. Absolutely. And you know what? In order to even get out, you have to come to that space of neutrality. I'm glad you brought up that word because yeah. you go 
true. If I'm sitting here worried about my kids, worried about my husband or what I have to do later, nothing's coming in. It's a pure block. I have to be able to completely get away from my own electrical charges and what creates my emotional charge, right? In order right. to feel theirs. Uh-huh. I have to be able to block that out if I want to go into someone else's story. Yeah. Yeah. And I found the same thing to be true during a healing session. It's like that neutrality, that place of being the observer um, is such a powerful place to be. Um, And it becomes second nature. But I think that for many of us, because we're so used to being in our own emotional arena and being reactive and triggered by other people's emotional arenas, that um, it's, you know, there's a step to take in order to get to that neutrality. Uh, meditation prayer yes yes. turn off the noise that's what we have to do right and know thyself because honestly the kingdom of heaven is within you it really is if you want to be able to do any sort of psychic work it's a spiritual path you have to go within and build that bridge know who know how you're connected to your higher self and your spirit guides and your angels know who walks with you because when you do there it's a whole team of information it really is. And you're privy to all of it when you're on, when you're vibing with that wave. Right. So how do we connect with our support team, so to speak? Just start talking to them, honestly. So uh-huh. even when I'm working on a missing person case, you have to be able to get out of the left brain logic. So meditation, prayer, believe it or not, even runner's rush gives us that theta state, getting into yeah. that state of neutrality is the greatest door opener that you can have, right? You have to be able to completely dump your stuff if you want to be able to um, look into someone else's, right? So like I said, the kingdom of heaven is within you and you have to be able to turn that noise off if you want to hear what's going on with other people. So yeah, meditation, prayer, being out in nature, connecting, getting grounded, visualization, is a really big one. Okay. So you want to know the easiest way to be able to tune into someone's vibration. It does take practice. So I can show you a little, um, a little exercise if you yeah, want. Let's let's hold that for after the break. Okay. So stay tuned, folks. Um, learning. Let's learn more about remote viewing. Viewing. Oh, I'll spit out the words. Let's <laughs> learn more about remote viewing with Patricia Mona here in just a few moments. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. What does the word healing mean? Many think that healing merely means eliminating symptoms. However, based on my many years as a healer, I have a much broader perspective on the word. Healing can manifest in a variety of ways, including having physical problems resolved, becoming more emotionally centered, experiencing better relationships, gaining greater clarity, and feeling more spiritually connected. True healing always includes some level of transformation. Whatever form healing takes, there is one commonality, an improvement in quality of life. To me, the highest form of healing goes beyond aligning with wellness. It comes from recognizing our soul's voice and allowing it to speak through us. And in that sense, don't we all yearn to heal into our wholeness? Please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. When you lose a child, you find yourself part of a club that you never chose to join. There is a way to find meaning and joy in your life again. 
Jen Ripa has created a six-week sacred grief system, helping you let go of grief, heal with compassion, and understand what's available to you in the rest of your life. It can feel scary acknowledging that a part of you wants to move forward because you're not sure how to do it in a way that honors your child. The good news is that when you allow yourself to address your grief in a multi-sensory way, you can transition from sadness, regret, and hopelessness into a life that gives you peace, joy, and meaning. Jennifer understands with deep compassion how you're feeling because she's been there. For more information about the Sacred Grief Course, visit thriveology.com. That's T-H-R-I-V-O-L-O-G-I-E dot com. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW 1150 AM in the Seattle area and TransformationTalkRadio.com and also on Facebook Live, on Patricia Mona's page, on my professional page, and on Transformation Talk Radio's page. Okay, Patricia, I'm loving this conversation, and I'm sure this hour is going to fly by way too fast for me. But anyway, and for our listeners, um, I'm kind of curious. You and I on the break were talking about the importance of spiritual discernment. Now, if we're opening up to, to tune into this other realm where we are doing remote viewing or tuning into the psychic signatures of others, um, do we need to be careful in any way? 100% absolutely. First of all, you have to know your power, your light, your source, what fuels you. I always say a prayer before I do any sort of investigation, even a reading. I'm, I'm asking for only information of the highest good for all involved to come through. I'm asking for the right. highest light of, of heaven's protection. And then I go in. But yeah, if, if, if people don't necessarily um, you know, know how to ground and protect themselves. Like you were saying about the psychic bubble, absolutely bring that light. And the the thing to do is actually breathe it into every cell of your body. When you're inviting that high Christ consciousness light, visualize it going through every pore in your body, every pore, because our skin breathes and it breathes even more. So than this, when we're breathing in energy, so take from every, every pore and pour it into every cell. And that's how you can even more so ignite that light and, and bring in that stronger shield. But yeah, you don't want to play with this stuff. Um, when I wake up in the morning, I say my prayers, I set my intentions. And before I go to bed, I also say my prayers and set my intentions of protection and and only blissful dreams. And I got to say, there has been major psychic attacks going on, on our planet over the, weeks absolutely i'm not 
of it either. I've been psychically attacked so bad over these last few weeks. And, yeah, and, and you and I have that in common. And, and I just want to back up for a minute and say that once upon a time, I thought that the, the negative entities only existed in, in the sense of if somebody is fear-based, they bring it to them. And first time I actually saw one of these things was when I was working on a person doing a healing session. They were lying on the massage table. I'm down by their feet, you know, working on the light, being in this neutral place. And then all of a sudden I see this thing with eyes coming out of them. I mean, I've seen energy coming out of people, dark energy, but this was actually being who looked at me. I'm kind of like, oh, here, have some light, you know, and it disappeared. But um, it, recently, as you're saying, there's been some heavy duty negative beings that I, I you know, so I want to hear your story. I want to share my story because I think that it's probably happening to a lot of light workers right now. It is. Absolutely. It is there. We're, we're under attack. And the thing is, is that it merges with your mind. It starts within your energetic field. So if you've been feeling clumsy, it will, if it's sitting over here, of course, you're going to feel off in your, in your grid, in your personal bubble. Okay. So you'll feel tired because you're actually carrying other energy that doesn't belong to you. You'll feel discombobulated. Like you can't sleep without, um, you can't have a peaceful sleep. And during the day, your mind is racing and you can't seem to get grounded and centered. And then that's when it starts to get into the consciousness. And that's the problem. We need to guard our consciousness. We right. need mindful of what's going through our our head at all times because especially men right now christine i'm telling you there is something going on with men where they are really under fire and if if they don't know what's going on and they don't know how to practice mindfulness and get out of that voice and literally Uh give it to the light rebuke it um it's going to get bad that's why the suicide rate has gone up right now and if you want to get really into it um i've known of 11 suicides for (gasps) men and two women but here's the worst part here's where it all correlates they all said they couldn't shut the voices off and they all Mm -hmm. they all hung themselves so there that is the signature move of this entity yes and and so i want to share a couple of things that my guides offered me sort of leading up to this that kind of surprised me you know i'm Although I, I think that spirituality can get a little too cotton candy-ish, like, you know, sweetness and light, you know, I've, I've sort of gotten beyond that. But, um, you know, I've had these good boundaries. Well, at one point, my guides were suddenly presenting me with this, this sword, probably about three feet long of white light, sort of right in front of me. And I kind of intuitively knew to bring it down into myself. And it would appear multiple times a day. And, you know, I was just sort of like, bring it down into myself. And then I found myself occasionally just saying the words Christ consciousness. Now, everybody, you know, wherever you are right now, just say those words, Christ consciousness, and see how it makes you tingle in a different way or makes you feel differently. Um, And so it's like my guides were setting me up to become more of a warrior, and I had to battle something that was flying in for two and a half days and and two nights that, um, you know, and I'm used to having really good protection. And so I think that if, if somebody who's done as much inner work as I have, who's been working in the light for so long is having to deal with this, what about the average person? Oh, oh my goodness. Especially if they don't know how to bring up that boundary. I have something that um, obviously I came across it so I could tell you about it. But so that psychic attack 
made me start looking, okay, how can I block it as well as bring in my light? Because it was bad. Before I say my prayers and I was doing my stuff, I could still dream nightmare after nightmare. So I was like, okay, this has got to go. Well, I found a product actually. It's called Defender Shield. It's a Defender Shield blanket and it blocks out EMF, radiation, all of it. I don't have the blanket with me here, but I bought all their products once I saw that the blanket worked. I put it around me and it's like, everything stops. It's so the coolest thing. You even put your hands on the blanket and the, and your hands start vibrating with the most amazing energy. So you put it around you and I got to tell you, it's like instant. Ah. So I just think how much magnetic stress are we actually walking around used to? Yes. That we don't even know. So I, I think, got, I think, okay, okay, cool. So that when it's on my lap, I'm not feeling the EMF from my computer. That's the only thing uh-huh. I have in the office from it. But it's DefenderShield.com. And I'm telling you, Christine, this blanket, I have slept like a baby since I got it. Interesting. Well, you know, I've, I've taken some deep dives into things that people would term conspiracy theory. Um, and I'm realizing that a lot of things have been called. There was a whistleblower who was talking about the chemtrails holding these this these nano bots, this, this technology that's designed to get into our systems um, and go from our, our lungs into our gut and take hold so that the electromagnetic stuff like the 5G or whatever can have some control. And, um, I, and, and they said that the people who are experiencing Morgellons, those, those things that are coming out of the skin are actually evidence that this stuff has taken hold within bodies. And, and so, there, I think we are, in a sense, under attack. You can you can say, okay, well, it's just a matter of the electromagnetics, the microwave technology, or it could be something more sinister. But that's really cool that there's a product that can block that out. It totally does. And then it came through my head. I'm like, oh my god, I, this has to also block out psychic attacks because everything is energy, right? Even yes. a psychic attack, it's a stream of conscious energy coming yeah. at you trying to get at you right so it's like I guess that thing blocks out all that stuff because like I said I've cocooned myself in it every night and it is I sleep like a baby it's great you got to get yourself one it's defendershield.com and no I don't sell them but I'm very impressed with the products interesting you know the, the first time I was evaluated I was evaluated scientifically by three different universities for healing ability and the first time I was evaluated by Konstantin Karatkov's um, team um, he's developed this technology where you put your fingers into this device and the, the electrophotons, the biophotons get measured and it creates this, this imagery of what your field looks like, what your chakras look like. And so they said, turn your hands off. And, you know, as healers, we're not ever completely off, but we did that and now turn your hands on. And my before picture, there was like this huge gaping hole over by my right, the side of my right thigh, uh, up by my hip. And I'm thinking, this is weird, you know? And then and when I turned my hands on, that hole was completely closed in. My aura was larger. My chakras were larger, rounder, more centrally located. Well, I'm thinking, but why was there this big hole there before? And I realized oh, I had cargo pants on and I had my cell phone in that side pocket. Yeah. And then I realized, first of all, it's, it's affecting our energy fields. You know, and this is like, this is years ago. So this is the older technology. And two, 
by shifting our vibration, we have the power to protect ourselves. Absolutely. That's Krillian photography. Yeah. It's actually a, 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 an upgraded version of that. It's more scientific. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. And um, they've, they're able to measure the, the biophotons in a variety of ways. And, you know, I was skeptical. I'm a former research statistician who, you know, ended up going into healing and consciousness. But um, I thought, okay, yeah, put your fingertips in this device and it measure. And, and that convinced me. It's like, oh, yeah, there's a hole in my field because of my cell phone, you know? Yeah. So cool. Okay, so how do we... Besides this device, how do we discern like what's what's our voice and what's not? Because I think oftentimes people who are here to help light up our world in a variety of ways tend to take on other people's stuff. And if there's this great negativity there that's that's big enough so that people are feeling attacked when they're used to having these nice bubbles of protection, um, how does an individual discern? Is this my stuff or is this coming from somewhere else? Feel it. Feel it. Your feelings are the voice of the soul and will never steer you wrong. Like I was saying, if someone lies to me, I feel it here. If mm -hmm. someone covered in grief, I feel it here. Right. Um, if uh, like, to me, it's a feeling, you know it. If something feels off, it is off. And that's where, if you notice that you've been feeling heavy lately and there's nothing around you to cause it, because sometimes life is crappy and sure. you feel crappy and that happens. But yeah. I'm talking about when you wake up feeling like crap, when you wake up feeling heavy and you just can't shake it and you're tired and, and feeling clumsy and all of that stuff, check mm -hmm. your energy. One of the things that you can do is scan yourself. So... Uh, just, and starting from the top of your head, going down, just close your eyes and just feel into your auric field and feel if there's any blips that are around you in your auric field, because it'll feel like a uh, something's there. If there is something there, then okay. you cast it with light or you bring in your angel, your angels and your, your healing team and get them to seal that, pull out the negativity, seal it with light, bring yourself back up. And then if you feel like your visualization isn't strong enough, because trust me, visualization is key for this stuff. It totally is. Okay. If I can't, even when it comes to missing persons, if I can't visualize a body in water, I know it's not in water. I know it's on ground right? It's not, it, it just, it won't let you visualize something that isn't there necessarily. Right? Got it. Okay. That state. So it's being hyper aware. And that's why you have to go in and know yourself, know what pain you're carrying, transmute that into light so that we can rise up as warriors of the light and help these people that are, you know, stuck in darkness. But no, you gotta, you gotta feel it. If it feels off, it is off. Start questioning it. Yeah. And, and I'm tools out of the toolbox for it. I love Patricia that you said warriors of the light, because I, I think that for the longest so it's it's a matter of um not just all love and light but strength and light um protection and light you know the the masculine version of the light not just the feminine receptive version of the light well and it's doing the right thing you know what i mean it's changing it's transmuting this the heaviness and negativity of the world 
we need to realize that we are all one and what we do to another, right? Uh -huh. And so right. you literally feel and experience everything that you've ever um, touched, done, influenced, anyone you've ever loved, you're going to see yourself through their eyes. And that's how you will know the cause and effect of your own actions in your own life and what imprint you left on this earth. And, and I think that it's really important that people, the kinds of people who listen to these sorts of shows, um, sometimes need permission to set boundaries with others. They think it's a matter of being all loving to everybody, but sometimes we need to love a person over on the other side of the fence kind of thing. And that that some people feel like they need to have permission to set those boundaries, that they're somehow being um, unloving or, or, you know, harmful by pushing somebody away. What's your perspective on that? You know, you got to be careful what you tolerate because you're teaching people how to treat you. Right. So, I mean, you can be all love and light and a little bit of F you at the same time. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't take no crap. I love that. <laughs> I don't take crap from anybody. You know, I it's it's we're here to help humanity and to raise them up. Some a lot of us are, and a lot of us don't know what they're here to do. So you've got to go within and figure that out. And all I know is that your passion and your purpose are married. So you got to think, what are you drawn to? What catches you? You know, because even right. 10 year old me bought that book for 10 cents. Everyone is psychic. You know, it's, it's in our soul. There's the story in there that we know. And I believe that that's where deja vu comes in. It's that little glimpse, you know, um, above the veil of amnesia that, Oh, I remember you. Oh, I remember I'm supposed to be here at that time. You know, yes. we recognize our people who belongs in our tribe by the way we vibe, right? Vibe attracts yes. the way it feels. If it feels off, it is off. Right. Okay. Before we go any further, I've got a, an important question for you, but be, before we go any further and run out of time, I want to make sure our listeners and viewers know how to connect with you and what it is you offer. Thank you. Um, so I do offer psychic readings and I do find my, I do offer uh, missing person services. I am full up right now. Ever since I've been doing these interviews, I've been bombarded and I uh, do that. Can, can, you, can you repeat that? You were frozen at my end. I want to make sure that right. people heard it. I said, I, I do psychic readings uh -huh. uh, in my office here in Calgary and also over Zoom. Um, and my services for missing persons, my plate is full right now just because of doing all these interviews. I've been contacted uh -huh. by a lot more. And I do that all free of charge. I don't charge for a missing person case uh -huh. or to look into it at all. I believe that that's just bad doo-doo. If I can do it, I, I feel it's my duty to be able to do it. So That's great. That's great. Okay, so one of the questions I've got for you relates to time. Like, I know that you say that you've done remote views where you're going back in time. Can you do it the other way? Can you go forward in time? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. I actually, one of my coolest predictions was uh, my one of my clients winning the lottery, and she actually won it right down to the day that I wrote on the piece of paper and told her she'd win it. And it was $7 million. It wasn't little. It was $7 million. 
Oh my goodness. Yes, of course you can remote view the future. I predicted babies. I even had a baby named after me because I predicted her coming. Oh, so that's great. That's great. It's all part of the book, right? It's all part of the same story creating so absolutely there's no such thing as um as time on the other side even with that lady when we're going through the outbounder exercise we've got to put time aside to be able to tune into her time what she's experiencing in her time right right so um do you do remote views in a way that where you're looking at the collective like what you know what's going on for us at the higher level as a collective and where we might be going in our future? Oh, God, good question. I, I don't usually try to remote view um, like political events or big things like that. Uh -huh. But right now, I'm going to tell you, the energy does not feel very good. Mm -hmm. um, I think that we are definitely birthing a new earth right now and um we need to be careful what we tolerate i really yes. believe that and we have to stand true and be true to ourselves and our family and and yeah. speak up when something doesn't feel right because there's a lot of stuff that's happening in the world right now that we need to start questioning big time yes and from my perspective okay i've got a a, a background as a research statistician and i could see with a lot of medical stuff that we're being manipulated, yeah. we're being lied to, like all this stuff. And I didn't even need to tune into my intuitive sense of things. And I guess the part that has surprised me is how many people are just buying into narratives. All, all these people are. Uh oh, did I lose you? The, the energetics of it. Um, can we help those people? Can you repeat that? You froze. Sorry. Okay. That's okay. Um, I know that there are plenty of people who aren't seeing those things. And it's like, I feel like once we've opened our eyes to it, once we've opened our senses to it, it's, it's there, it's palpable, and the information's out there. But there are plenty of people with their blinders on. Um, do we have a responsibility to help others open their eyes? No. No, people will come to their truth in their time. There was a time where we needed to be screaming it from the rooftops. Well, guess what? That was last year. Yeah. People can't see through the illusion and the BS that we're being fed right now. That's on them. That has to be on them because we can't force our truth on someone else. We have no right yeah. to, right? right. Maybe, right. Is, maybe that's how they want to live their timeline is in fear, right? Yeah. All I know is that I don't want to live my timeline in fear. So I choose not to. I'm, I'm completely mask exempt. I haven't worn a mask the whole time. Um, I, I was blessed to have an amazing doctor who uh, gave it to me on day three. And because up here, anywhere you go, you have to be wearing it. And that's what it is here too. I got to tell you, I was in a car accident the other day and I went into the police station maskless and you should have seen the smiles on these police officers going into a police station with no mask on but yeah. i think i got the best service that i've ever had it uh -huh. was wonderful so i don't know i just i think we need to um stand in our power and our truth whatever that looks like for for us and we shouldn't judge another person's path at this point we, yeah. are, we were all blind at one point right and i think that we've learned you know, many of us have had to learn along the way that um, 
we shouldn't be psychologically codependent with others, right? But we also can't be spiritually codependent. We can't save somebody from going down a path that's going to lead to their their death because who are we to say that that's not the role they came here to play? Exactly. Totally 100%. You can't die before your time. And here's the other thing, you guys. You cannot experience something that is not written into your timeline. That's why not everyone gets cancer. Not everyone gets um, diabetes or a broken leg. It's an experience. And same thing with this pandemic. It's an experience that our souls wrote wrote in to experience at this time for whatever reason. This shift right. and we signed up to be a part of it. So we have to embrace what we're here to do. And we cannot be scared of something that, you know, anything, a big yellow bus could come out and, and take me out tomorrow as I cross the street, right? So you can't be scared of any of it. Just yeah. be and, and when we're engaged in fear, scientists say that it um, affects... Oh. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, the crit critical, critical thinking gets cut off with fear. Yes, totally, totally. Yeah. And it, it lowers your immune system. Look what it does to the body. So yeah. we can't feed into that vibration. It's no good for our bodies. It's got to go. This hour has flown by, Patricia. Um, I want to thank you for joining us here today. And again, what's your website? Oh, it's www.patriciamona.com. And uh, it is Patricia Mona Intuitive Consulting on Facebook. And I am teaching psychic development online on through Zoom. So wherever you are in the world, feel free to come and join me in the class. And, and her last name is spelled M-O-N-N-A. Right, right. Um, thank you for, um, for being on here today and for doing what you do to help individuals and to help humanity. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful. I feel like I could talk to you all day. <laughs> I know. It's a great conversation. And I want to thank our listeners and viewers. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.